Hello and welcome to a special discussion episode of the Good News Highlights, where you are able to listen to a discussion of an important topic from our most recent issue. I'm Ben Wells, the tech guy of our group. I broke and maintain the website as well as any other online platforms we have. And joining us on Zoom, so not in person sadly, is co-host and editor of the Good News himself, Thomas Cabine. Hello. Today we will be talking about the attitude of Advent. What is the Advent season? What kind of attitude should we have during it? What kind of a season is Advent? You know, what's what's the big deal? What's it about? When you think of Advent, you most likely immediately think of Christmas. And Advent is the period of time before Christmas used to prepare yourself, one, for Christmas, but two, for the second coming of Jesus Christ. Maybe more importantly, the second coming of Jesus Christ, because we know when Christmas is going to be, Mm -hmm. but we do not know when the second coming of Jesus is. No one does except for the Father. So Advent is both the time of preparing for Christmas and the second coming of Jesus Christ, which means that it's a perfect opportunity to focus on what are we doing wrong. Yeah, <laughs> one other thing, Advent can be one of the one of the more difficult seasons, along with uh, along with Lent, in my opinion. But we can get to that definitely more here in just a second. Yeah, so I think a large question, especially with the sort of commercialization of Christmas, is should we be celebrating or decorating during Advent? Yeah, so Advent, Advent, like I said, can be one of the hardest seasons in, in the liturgical year. You know, it's all about waiting, which is not fun. Well, like waiting, is just it's not fun. Like that, that's just a thing. You yeah. know, we <laughs> often try to like avoid it. But Advent, you know, it kind of reminds us that we have to wait. You know, there's this waiting period in between when ordinary time ends and when Christmas is. So it's a period of just kind of preparing us. It, again, goes back to all that um, to all that preparation. Yeah, so this, this shouldn't just be idle waiting. We should be doing something. Yeah, so we prepare for Christmas. And like you said, we prepare for the second coming as well. Um, we're not really celebrating. Yeah, we're not really celebrating during Advent. We're more just, we're more just getting ready for a big celebration. So. Yeah, so... It pro- it's okay to put up yeah it's your christmas fine to put decorations. Up christmas decorations like we put ours up uh, the day after thanksgiving spiritually though you shouldn't be celebrating mm-hmm. christmas i guess you could say you're still waiting yeah you're still you're still getting ready so a lot of the time people talk about you know how advent is a season of longing and a season of preparation but what else does it symbolize you know it can get kind of repetitive whenever you ask like oh what's advent about and they say well preparation you know there's got to be something else to it what what else is there yeah so mainly it is a time of preparation but it's almost a mini lent it's also a time of Mm self-sacrifice and self-reflection and while you should be doing these things all of the time. Advent is a specific time just to bring our minds to, is my faith as strong as it should be? Do I need to go to confession? Do I need to give up some of this time that I'm using to work an extra hour to go to Eucharistic adoration? These are the, am I trusting God's will for my well-being? These are the important questions and questions that Advent gives a perfect time to ask these questions. And it's almost also helps that once you figure out that, yes, God wants the best for me. And once you get into spiritual well-being and 
you've gone to confession and all those things, it can also help with that traditional angst in your preparation for Christmas. Yeah. It's almost a hallmark of Christmas is rushing to mall or nowadays Amazon <laughs> to find the deals, going into the um, store at Black Friday, getting yeah. ready for all of your family to come over. But it doesn't need to be that way. And when you know that not all of this stuff isn't in your hands and God will, if you trust him, he wants what's best for you. Of course, he always wants what's best for you, but you'll know that once you trust in him. That's important. Yeah. You know, one other thing is like, you know, here in the, in the Catholic Church specifically, we put a lot of emphasis on stuff that like early church fathers said. St. Augustine is one that immediately pops to mind. So what do the church fathers say about Advent and about Christmas as a whole? Basically nothing. Uh, <laughs> Advent was, of course, a period then, mm-hmm. sort of, but the big and still is the big catholic holiday is easter Mm -hmm. that's a lot of what saint augustine and other church fathers focused on was easter yeah they did not say much about christmas christmas wasn't large or wasn't a secular celebration until around the time when charles dickens published a christmas carol at the publication of that book people were like oh oh yeah christmas we should celebrate that yeah And then it's grown and grown, and now it's even in the secular world, it outshines Easter. Yeah. But, of course, Easter is, I won't say better, Yeah. but is of much more, it's very substantial. Yeah, well, it makes sense that it's not quite as popular outside of the church, because it's a lot harder to merchandise. You know, uh, in Christmas, you can can sell everyone basically anything you want. And in Easter, you have, like, chocolate and toys. Like, I mean... no one's going to be like, come by the empty tomb. Yeah. The crucifix. Yeah. 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 But it's, that's not saying of the church fathers aren't saying when they wrote nothing that Christmas is not important. Yeah. They just didn't need to write about it. Yeah, it's interesting because that's how that's how a lot of the early church was. You have uh, a lot of oral tradition, you know, because in the in the extremely early church, you would have had uh, apostles of apostles of Jesus still around. You know, they would have still been around to tell you what he said and stuff like that. So um, everyone didn't have a Bible. Yeah. The Bible didn't exist. Yeah, it wasn't really it wasn't fully canonized back then, right? It, it took several hundred years, right, to fully. Yeah, it took several hundred years, and also there had to be a book that you could write. <laughs> I mean, you could. I mean, before then, there were these um, illuminated manuscripts and all these books and Bibles written by hand by monks. Yeah, but that is. <laughs> You only get one to a monastery. Yeah. So until the Gutenberg press, only then, once the printing press was created, could people have a Bible. Yeah. We often take the Bible for granted. Like, oh, I have Bible sitting on my mantle, but that's a pretty big blessing that you can go and read the Bible. Yeah. That's all we have for you in this discussion. You can hear us again with a special Christmas discussion in two weeks. We will see you next time.